Now, the creators of Chicken Run are back with the pair that started it all, Wallace and Gromit. Gromit, old pal, I'll need assistance. <laughs> Welcome to the latest episode of Where's the Damn Sequel. I am Lucian Waddaley, and we're here today with the same people who were on the last episode. Woo! Ute, Emer, Cloda, and Kean are all back to talk about Wallace and Gromit, colon, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Thank you. This is uh, an Aardman mm-hmm. movie, uh, which in hindsight, it makes zero sense, was like one of the biggest oh, films of 2005. Sorry, no, just... <laughs> I don't really offended that it did so well. Yeah, no, just wow, you do not checking like out the, the timetable for this conference and it starts immediately with panels. Great. Um, Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Realism on the left, my God. This film was released in, uh, in October 2005 and I remember being like ridiculously disproportionately excited for this film I think same because I, I was a Wallace and Gromit time. kid because I don't think I'd even seen all the Wallace and Gromit no this was my first one sure. but for some reason I was just massively hyped I was for so it. hyped for it I just think the marketing campaign was great they, did, was they like did a really good yeah. pumpkins and I don't know I just thought it was like really and there was like a magazine that I bought like Wallace and Gromit comic I do actually think I had that as well which yeah. was like which got me hyped for it like I don't I didn't even like the characters I just loved the style of how it was being sold mm. it was just really cool to me that there was like a big expensive Wallace and Gromit movie it came out as far as I know like within a month of Corpse Bride which must really? have been the peak of stop motion yeah, yeah. Corpse yeah. Bride came out literally like oh my God. a week later <laughs> like that's crazy Damn. that there were two really high quality stop, stop motion. motion features for, mm. for kids coming out around the same time like that hasn't happened before or since and the poster says, from the creators of Chicken Run, the implication, That's why I saw the implication being that people Chicken don't Run. know who Wallace and Gromit are, which is weird. That's very That's weird. a picture of the were-rabbit. Yeah, it's it's unsettling. Oh, I remember buying some, like, oh, I remember what I I bought some sort of, like, Play-Doh thing where they had it's a like, mold yeah. of the were-rabbit. I had that. That came free with the magazine, I think. Because I, <laughs> I remember, I remember the smell. It, it seems, like, yeah. really familiar. The yeah. smell of the were-rabbit... Play-Doh is coming back to me thinking about putting it into the mold. <laughs> yeah. wow. wow. Vivid. I want one of those. That like, is surreal. Like, from the Wallace and Gromit. No, like he's the, wearing... the wear of it just like... Yeah. Oh, he's, he's very like, stylish. He he's is. very comfortable and stylish. He like, definitely goes got, to NCAD. He's got the guns out as well. He's just, like, he's just like, he's rocking life. Wallace and Gromit, Curse the Wear cheaper than Twilight. $30 million budget. Wow. Made 192.6. Oh. <laughs> Oh my days. Okay. God, this is a weird film. I haven't seen it yet. I love Tans. I love Thirst. I trying to remember, did I like it when I went to see it or did I only grow to dislike it later on? I think I didn't like it that much. I think I was bored by it. It, I, I remember just feeling like bloated it's too long like even like at the time like and like I, I am offended better being critical of it's too long I like, say at the time like <laughs> confirming I, the runtime is 85 minutes <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like fucking Born Legacy is like the shortest born it's and still it still drags. feels like the longest I know it's difficult it's, it's how long is Chicken Run? Film. The, the Chicken Run was outstanding can, can, can is... any of you tell me who the main voice actor in Chicken Run is? Is it, he's a famous person. Yes. Like, very famous. Fucking despicable famous person, yeah. 
Oh no. One of the most awful people English. in Hollywood. Mer- Australian. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Oh Jesus! The main actor in Chicken Run. That's disgusting. Sold as Mel Gibson Chicken Run. (laughs) No one remembers that one. I like that. Like, like, does he play the character that's like the face in the background on like the poster? He's like, no, he's the chicken. Big character. Oh, he's the chicken. The chicken. Yeah. I thought the main character was a woman. No. No, there's like hens in it that are like Uh, playing. He's like um chicken. Like yeah. Yeah. I don't like Chicken Run. I think you're incorrect. Well, just by the fact that I don't seem to remember the main character being even male, I think I should re <laughs> reassess Chicken Run before I comment for <laughs> Chicken uh, Run was hope that I don't. 2005 was a really 2005 was a weird year for animation. It was a weird year. The ones I remember seeing were like robots. I'm- which I kind of robots. robots like robots is very oh, charming so leftist it's weird yeah it's so like anti-corporate oh my god it's amazing it's my favourite communist like, film but it's really weird like they had this run in the mid 2000s of like Robin Williams was in every animated film yeah, yeah. he just was desperate and would do anything for work oh, he's in Happy Feet he's in Robots mm-hmm. playing the sa- literally the same character 2000 was a good year Robots is I wouldn't say a good year as much as a, an odd year. It was like, it was interesting. It was the year after The Incredibles, so it was sort of like it was in like peaked. So what can we do what now? You know? And it's like we got Wallace and Gromit. We got robots. I think Over the Hedge was like 2006. I actually yeah. really really like Over the Hedge. Yeah, I have oh, the yeah. DVD. Um, Stunning. So 2005 was like eh, it was fine, but yeah. So Wallace and Gromit came out in October, just before Halloween, and um, very very excited everyone was. It stars Peter Salas as. Wallace, he die. I'm. He ha- yeah, he has he to. Have. He has to. Uh, Ray Fiennes as Lord Victor Quartermain, a cruel upper class bounder and a prideful hunter who wears a toupee and despises anti pesto. So just Ray Fiennes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Helena Bonham Carter is in it. So real? Because she was in Corpse Bride a week later. Oh yeah. So that's the weird thing. That's so fucking. 2005 was just like let's put her in everything. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> she was like the actress. Yeah, just put her in whatever you want. Peter Kay as Police Constable Albert McIntosh. Oh God. Peter Kay like Peter, yeah. yeah. Peter Kay is in Wallace and Gromit. How did I forget? Nice. Wow. That's and then uh, they're all the stars. That's that's the cast. Um. So, it uh, had an opening weekend of 16 million in. America, really? That's not enough to get you to first place. 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, nominated for best... Oh, it won Best Animated Feature at the at the Oscars. What? It has 95% on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. What the... <laughs> I'm, I, like, I'm a person who likes Curse of Wait, Robin. I'm going to give it a negative review. Animated films can get 95% very easily. Yeah. Because no one has like, any bad feeling towards them. It's just like, oh... It's a bit, like, unfair if Twilight has, like, what, well, yeah, 44%? No, it's just up or down, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Just up or yeah, down. It's, no, yeah. it's just like... You can so hardly downvote... Pro- yeah, but, like, yeah, it's probably going to tune out at, like, yeah. probably, like, 7%. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's yeah. In fairly of, like, affectionate actual, towards Wallace and Gromit. I'm very affectionate mm-hmm. towards... So that year it beat at the Oscars... Oh, they only did three that year. They used to only do three for animations. The year before... Oh, wow. 2004, Best Animated Feature, Best Oscar Category in History. The Incredibles, Shark Tale, and Shrek 2. I, I would I genuinely would not be able to pick between them I think I'd go for Shrek 2 just out of sentimentality but like well, like yeah, yeah like I, I mean, mean like because each of them are like the best yeah. animated picture in their own way yeah I mean I'm not sure Shark Tale is in any way but uh, sorry, I like Shark uh, Tale we've done a, we've done a podcast about it I like yeah, it I know, a lot I, I listened to it if you ask my dad he would lot. say Shark Tale is the best of those films but Shark Tale is The Incredibles comedic. is like a real film the other ones yeah. are like very enjoyable, very well made. Shrek Two is is, is excellent. Oh, sorry, for what it Shrek is. Two is an excellent. Shrek Two is a masterpiece. Incredibles is like a real film. No, like it's There's actually like like it's yeah. actually like a masterpiece. It's not like it's a masterpiece. Yeah, it's like a masterpiece. the way I tweak Twilight. Uh, Two thousand five, 
Uh, the nominees were Wallace and Gromit, Howl's Moving Castle, and Corpse Bride. Whoa! So there was no, like, so, there was no CGI that year. Howl? Howl's Moving Castle, the Ghibli. Oh, and anime. Corpse Bride. So it was two stop motion and a uh, and a Ghibli. That's really interesting. That's, That's really a really cool. odd year. Then the following year, it was Happy Feet, Cars, and Monster House. It's a bad year. Did I, Cars I win? No, nope, Happy Feet. Ah. I went to see Monster House in the cinema, and it unsettled me. Like it unsettled me a lot. outside with me. Yeah. The rest of the ninety minutes of that film. It's one of those like odd children's horror films yeah. where like the people making it don't know how to gauge. You know who wrote what Monster scares House? who? Dan Harmon. Oh, I actually do do remember seeing that. Yeah, it's just like Rick and Morty. Is like, yeah. Like in two thousand and six. Yeah. That's very, odd. Yeah, like, That's like, odd. The, like the, yeah. the, the, Get off my lawn, character. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's he's basically just like, yeah, yeah. He's just Rick, Don Ham- mm. Don Harmon's characters. Jesus. Our community. Yeah. Two thousand eight. It was Wally Bolt and Kung Fu Panda. Better year. And that was the last year. And then that was the last. Year. Sorry, but can we? Bolt was yeah. nominated for at least one Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. Better than Kung Fu Panda, I I would argue. Yeah. I would argue Bolt definitely deserves to be there more than Madagascar Two, which I imagine would have been the fourth. <laughs> option like actually none of the Madagascar films were Oscar nominated interesting interesting oh that's upsetting that's anti-Madagascar well, the third one, uh, bias. The third yeah. one is third one's is not, not great but no like, it's not good but still, Madagascar like the, the OG was great the third one came out they nominated Frankenweenie Paranorman Brave The Pirates Band of Misfits and Wreck-It Ralph okay that was when they no, were like, like yeah, they're trying like to take like film seriously The Pirates in Adventure with Scientists being another uh, argument um, that, I like that now Martin Freeman's in that I believe so. Yeah, he's he's the he's well, he's the part with the pirate scarf. Grant David Tennant. So Wallace and Gromit. Yes, back to the Sequel. film at hand. So flushed away resulted in a major incredible write down for DreamWorks, and they had terminated their they, after that they terminated their partnership with Aardman. Was was that not? I thought that was a success. It also no. It also revealed that they had had to take a twenty nine million dollar write down since since Wallace and Gromit had underperformed expectations. Weird. Um, Why put expectations on stop motion? Yeah. Like, that's what yeah. I don't Ardman understand. retained complete that's... ownership of the film, while DreamWorks retained worldwide distribution in perpetuity, excluding some United Kingdom television rights. Oh, boy. Uh, Arden announced they would proceed with another Wallace and Gromit project, which later just turned into A Matter of Loaf and Death, the BBC Christmas special. Um, I remember starting that and then... Changing channels. Nick Park said that uh, he had difficulty working with DreamWorks on Where Rabbit, such as the constant production notes and demands to alter the material <laughs> to appeal to American children. So that's why it's that's maybe why it's not very good. Mm. Although it's fine, but I I don't have a lot of affection for it, and I wouldn't go back and watch it. But maybe that's because of its kind of overwhelming Britishness and like mm. things that didn't that I liked when I was. Uh, oh no! Eight. I feel like that's the issue. Is like I haven't. Annoy me. Yeah, I haven't seen the yeah. film since I saw mm. it as a child, and I, that's why I have such fondness for it. And yes. same with the wrong trousers. Yeah. Wallace and Gromit movies are, are very, very. Like, They're I very think... British. Like he wakes up in the morning and has like a machine that makes him tea and dresses mm. him. They're kind of. And he has Clydesdale cheese, and oh, these are really weirdly specific things to remember. Weird, <laughs> but his shoes are like these weird, like. How if I remember? I literally. Like a British person imagined, like, oh, yeah. I want to wear slippers all the time. Here are the shoes that look most like slippers. I'm kind of scared by how I have such like vivid memories <laughs> of everything about Wallace and Gromit. I haven't seen a single Wallace and Gromit film since I was I'm eight just years old. Flashes like. I don't understand. Every how time you it? say something that happened in it, I get like a yeah. an actual yeah, yeah. like. 
picture. I don't of even remember like watching it. My memories of it are mostly just playing with the Play-Doh. So. <laughs> how did it, how was it considered a disappointment? It cost 30 and it made 192. That's insane. Like, what were they expecting? They I mean, spent 150 marketing it. I think there's like, oh, there must have been like an earlier Walls and Gone film that I did better. Because like, there was like a period where there was like almost hysteria around those films like they yeah. did they had like their time and the Cursed Ware Rabbit was like the arse end of it it must have been a huge hit in France <laughs> the yes. French Pate, le, okay Wallace et Gromit Le Mystère du Lapin Garou Lapin Garou Lapin Garou Wallace C'est les jambes <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is that supposed to be where's the trousers? It must be. That's or, the, the it, that is, it is the leg. Look, it's Wallace, c'est les jambes. It is the legs. <laughs> so, opening weekend. October 7th to 9th, 2005, Wallace and Gromit in first place with... <gasps> oh my God, the film in second place? <laughs> I wish Shane was here. It's a favorite of Shane and I. Okay, okay. Okay, film in second place is in its uh, it's in its second weekend. It was number one the weekend before. It's a thriller with uh, it's a thriller with a female star, and it's uh, it's a joke that Shane and I bring up a lot because it's 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 not a scary film in in theory. Like it's rated twelve, and it's not a horror film. But it's the one film that Shane and I both saw when we were like. 11, 12 years old that absolutely terrified us and traumatized us and disturbed us. Mm-hmm. And we often make jokes about like, you're going to have a panic attack if you ever watch this film again. It's very specific. <laughs> no one's heard of it, I don't think. It's got Jodie Foster. Foster. It's not Panic Room. No. It's not because no, Panic Room's yeah. really silly. This is, this is actually a very disturbing film. It's called Flight Plan. What's and it about? Jodie Foster I know the name. gets a plane. So she's living in Berlin in an apartment with her daughter. She's a single mother, and as she is in all of her films. And um, she's living in an apartment in Berlin with her daughter. And they like the night before they leave Berlin, there's like a dude looking through the window. Oh, and Jesus. It's like, uh, but they, then he disappears. And it's like, uh, they get on a plane the next day, and Jodie Foster is sitting beside her daughter, and she falls asleep. And when she wakes up, the daughter's gone, and everyone else on the plane is like, there was never a daughter with you. And Jodie Foster goes crazy looking around the plane trying to find her. And there's a whole thing where the daughter's been abducted and is being kept in the, like, underground. It's so frightening. I find the film incredibly disturbing. Like, it's really that scary. And there's yeah. all these bits of her being, like, screaming, like, where's my child? And they're like, you have no child. You're insane. Jesus. Her like, her, like, crawling around in, like, the under part of the plane looking for the daughter. And, like, she gets her back. Oh, it's very scary. Sean Bean is in it. Peter Sarsgaard and Sean Bean are very, very... Those two things are connected. It's very scary. Sean Bean is in it. I find it very, very scary. Mm. It sounds terrifying. That's gaslighting the film. I said Sean Bean in my head, so I heard Sean Penn because I was thinking scary. (laughs) Third place, new entry. It's a romantic comedy with Cameron Diaz and Tony Collette that people have a lot of time for. I've never seen it, though. There's... The Playing Sisters. (sighs) In Her Shoes? Yes, correct. Oh, I'm not proud of myself for that. Don't, please don't clap that. <laughs> please, please don't clap that. Number four, I don't know what number four is. It's called Two for the Money. Uh, One for the show? I know there's a film called One for the Money with, with Catherine Heigl. This is Pacino and McConaughey. I've never... What? <laughs> two for the Money. That looks awful. Oh, that, oh two for the Money. Two for the Money. Pacino and McConaughey. Rene Russo. That's wild. Okay. Well, he needs the money for the bongos, and there's two of them, so... Number four is called The Gospel, um, and it's a... Is it French? 
Mm. Is it Lake Oist? Idris Elba's in it. I was like, is it Lake Oist? No. Tell me Lake Oist is here somewhere. I don't know what it is. Okay, number five, number six is Corpse Bride. You. Oh, so we're talking about first, okay. Number seven is called Waiting, dot, dot, dot. Number eight is Serenity. Joss Whedon, oh, Masterpiece. Geez, Serenity. Oh. oh, I would have tried and guessed that. Come number on. nine is uh, History of Violence, Viggo Mortensen. Number 10, I'll give you number 10. That's the one about the neo-Nazis, isn't it? Uh, oh, no, I'm thinking possibly. American history. Yes, yes, yes. X. Okay, number 10 is a, is a surfing movie. Surf's up. No, Jessica Alba and Paul Walker. Like a diving, surfing. Mm-hmm. The only surfing film that counts is Surf's Up. I know. There might be a shark in this. Is, oh, does her arm... No, that's a different one. What's There's one where a person's surfing? arm gets eaten off. Mm. Yeah. And it's about surfing. What's that called? I don't know what it's called. You know the it's, one? It's the bridge of Terabithia. It's the same girl. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. She gets her arm bit off. It's oh, based yes, on like a real story. Yes, yes that one's called... Uh, it's awful. It, it, called it, weird. That, that was like a nightmare for me. I watched... like I, I had like surreal fear of like people with one arm that when I was younger. Be, yeah, because like it was... Is that a technically a surfing Yes, girl? it is with... with Mm. Soul Surfer. Soul Surfer. So mm. bad. So bad. So bad. So bad. This one with that Paul Rock is called Into the Blue. Oh. It's a good name for a film. Yeah. And then we have uh, number 14, The 40 Year Old Virgin. <laughs> Lord of War with Nicolas Cage. Pretty good. March of the Penguins is in there. Aww. In number 21st place, you have Good Night and Good Luck, the George Lenny movie. Uh, Oliver Twist, the Roman Polanski version. Oh. Uh, Capote. 25, that was good. Chocolate Factory. There's at least four, like, Johnny Depp, Helena Bonham Carter kind of things in here. That was, like, peak of that, like... Was peak of that yeah. bullshit, like... No, there's two Tim Burton films in the top 25. Yeah. That's insane. Wait, sorry, what was the second one? There'd be fucking, uh... Corpse Bride is number six, yeah, and Chocolate and Factory is number 25. Oh, Chocolate Factory, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. That's mad. <laughs> Weird. Um, War of the Worlds is number 32. It's great. Oh, yeah, that's the great. War of the Worlds is a great film. Yeah, I like War of the Worlds. Eh, I don't, I don't have much time for it. Do you just not like time? Because I, w- I wasn't expecting yeah. it to be good. Because yeah, I, I got so basically I bought um, after I like after I watched so I, it started with Jack Reacher from Jack Reacher I got into the Mission Impossible films yeah. from the Mission Impossible films I just bought like as many Tom Cruise DVDs as I could find in CES yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I wasn't expecting War of the Worlds to be anything because mm. I didn't look at like who was involved yeah, yeah, yeah. and then just watched it and I was just like whoa this is like. Like that, like opening, not the opening yeah, yeah, sequence, yeah. But, but like the, the, like, the, the, like, the f- yeah, like yeah. first contact oh. is just like beautiful. Oh, War of the Worlds is so good. Mm-hmm. Tim Robbins is really good. Man. Yeah. Uh, tw- number thirty-six is Madagascar. Number thirty-eight is the Squid and the Whale, which is an what interesting is one. Squid and the Whale is pretty good. It's uh, Jeff Daniels, Laura Linney, Paul Dano. Uh, it was like they have a younger son who's like masturbating in the school library. It's kind of like a... It's just like a... Lucian biopic. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like a... Gee, it's tough having a family when you're a smart intellectual. Like, it's like a film that my parents relate to and I find to be really insipid and hateful. Like, it's kind of like... You're supposed to sympathize with these parents because, like, gee, it's hard to raise kids when you're trying to write your novel, and it's like, <laughs> fuck you, you're, 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 you're an adult. Yeah, you're an adult. Like, grow up. It's kind of like that. Um, Jeff Daniels is good enough. Number thirty-nine is Fantastic Four, the original masterpiece with nice. uh, Ian Gruffitt and Chris Evans. This was also peak Jessica Alba. Is Biggest... it Ian? Who? What? Ian Gruffitt. 
I, I definitely how pronounce. I definitely pronounce the surname like Grufot or something like Grufot that. I'm pronouncing it wrong all along. Yeah. How do you? Um, have you ever seen the Secret of Moonacre with him and the girl from the Golden Compass? I never watched it, but I saw the ads. I saw it in the cinema, and I thought it was like really good at the time. Griffith. Yoan Griffith. Yoan Griffith. There you go. There you go. There we go. Uh, at number 40, we have Red Eye, which is another film about people trapped on a plane. Uh, Julian Murphy, Rachel McAdams. Did something happen with a plane in 2004 that like spurred all this? 9-11 happened in 01, so they wrote this yeah. in 02 Is that the pronunciation in English or in Welsh, though? Yoan Griffith? I'd say that's in English. I don't know. So by the time Gretchen 05, they were making all those uh, plane, plane. Because it was like awful. Of 42, a film that would be made nowadays. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, The Skeleton Key, yeah, Grizzly Man, Batman Begins, The Aristocrats. I don't know what that is. Aristocrats? The Aristocrats. Aristocrats. No, it's not Aristocrats. No, not the Aristocrats. Aristocrats, who's in that? I think I might have seen that. Uh, oh, 52. Let's talk about 52 for a minute, which is Valiant. The Aristocrats is like Valiant, Valiant, pigeon movie. Pigeon movie. Oh, love Valiant. Love Valiant's it. an interesting adore one. It. Valiant, I would argue, is better than Wallace and Gromit, the Curse oh, of the Wear. Oh, by far. It's kind of delightful. Mm-hmm. It's weird how Ian McGregor was in both that and Robots mm-hmm. um, the same year. Like, Ewan McGregor, Jessica Alba, and Helena Bonham Carter were the three big stars of 2005. <laughs> I, I think Valiant's decent. Like, Valiant um, was the first film I saw when the, this new cinema in Galway opened up. The first mm. film we went to see there was Valiant, and then I proceeded to go to that cinema probably 400 times in the space of 10 years. Sharon Horgan's in it. In Valiant? Yeah. Oh. So Valiant. Charles de Girl. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> such an unnecessary Charles <laughs> Oh, guess who plays the big thug? Uh, is it Ricky Gervais? No, he's the friend. No. It's uh, Jonathan Wass. Oh, God. Is he in Valiant? Yeah. Jonathan Wass is in Valiant. Yeah. I actually think Valiant's really, really good. That's actually, there's a, there's a, guy, a, really called, there's a guy called Harry Peacock in it as well, which I Here's appreciate. the thing about Valiant. Valiant was made by Ealing Studios. Like, Valiant is like a fucking dad's army movie for kids. <laughs> like, they made, like, a, an Ealing comedy for children about pigeons in World War Two. Like, that's amazing. It's the similar, the similar, long. The similar movie section on Google for Valiant is insane. So it reads Space Chimps, yes. Zambezia, Stuart Little 2, The Magic Roundabout, Robots, oh. Space Chimps 2, Starts Up <laughs> Strikes Back, and then finally, <laughs> round two. Uh, should we do an episode on The Magic Roundabout? I was just going to say, I was surprised. I was thought you were about to say Space Chimps. Yeah, the Magic Roundabout's very much a... By the enthusiasm. Uh, yeah. yeah, Space Chimps. No, no, that was such a like, like little, fake uh, out there. Little, 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 spa- little Space Chimps background. First Space Chimps, I will defend till the day I die. I've seen it six times. Great film. Second Space Chimps, they fired all the actors. They got rid of Andy Samberg. They hired a bunch what? of nobodies. What? The second one is... Andy Samberg. The second one is, without question, the worst film I've ever paid to see in a cinema. Like, it's worse than The Tree of Life. Like, it's, Ooh, it's a, it's that's a, that's it's a, a work, big It's a less harmful film, but it's worse. Like, I've never gone to see a film and been like... I've actually apologized to my parents for paying for me to go to see it. I was like, I'm sorry. I've disappointed you. Space Chimps 2, Zartog Strike Back is a crime against cinema. I'm, I apologize. That film is... Is just oh, absolutely hideous. We'll do a magic roundabout. Magic roundabout's also hideous, but we'll do an episode about that because it's interesting. Valiant, um, 
Valiant's good. I like Valiant. It's kind of similar to Wallace and Gromit in that it's like profoundly British. <coughs> but not in the harmful the film way. Had the, <laughs> the film held the record for the lowest box office for a CGI animated film ever. <gasps> until its record was later beaten in 2006. G-Force. By the American redubbed version of The Magic Roundabout. Wait. American Redo? How? What? Has that been done before? I feel like I've seen. What? I want to. I've heard that phrase. I want to. I want to read this out, but I want to like do it on its own podcast. Oh God! Why are we getting the tea now? Why couldn't we? What's the recording at? What's the recording at? Minutes magic roundabout. Yeah, I'm like, I'll just text him if we can and just maybe ignore the whole work part. That's smart. That's a good idea. You yeah. can do it the weekend. Oh, is Stalked on right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's okay. Ben. Oh, yeah. What? Dude. No, so you wanted to do it in your group. Yes, okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for tuning in to this <laughs> Wallace and Gromit episode. Didn't Go talk about Wallace and Gromit a lot at all. Dead to bye bye.